Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to 5-Minute U. 5-Minute U is an abbreviated version of our 15-Minute U podcast. I'm Matt Wazork. That's my brother Evan Wazork. Tribe 2017, baby. Preach, though. <laughs> Today we're going to quickly preview the Cotton Bowl. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to Jerry's World, everyone. Before we get to Dallas, Evan, what did you learn about the history of the Cotton Bowl? Well, I was doing some Googling today. I learned a couple interesting facts. So, for starters, it was founded in 1937 by a Sanford oil executive, Curtis Sanford. It seems like he just kind of wanted to host a bowl game in Dallas and was like, well, I have more money <laughs> than God, so I'm going to do this. In the very first game in 1937, TCU defeated Marquette 16-6. to The first game was actually not profitable. Only 17,000 people attended. It wasn't until the next year, I believe they had 36,000 people, that Mr. Sanford actually turned a profit. Anyways, the first tie-in conference was the Southwestern Conference, which would later become the Big 12. But this mm-hmm. did not start until 1941. Before this, the organizers... Just tried to pick the biggest name Texas team that was available, and then just sometimes, I mean, sometimes it was just kind of joke schools, but it was always a Texas team. Yeah. The first interracial Cotton Bowl was played in 1948 when Penn State played SMU. They but tied 13 to 13 because no Dallas area hotels would provide accommodation for Penn State's two black athletes. The team actually, oh, right? The team actually stayed at what is now Naval Air Station Joint Reserve Base. Fort Worth, because the military had already been desegregated a couple years earlier. And final historical fun fact, Notre Dame ended their self-imposed 45-year bowl ban with a trip to the Cotton Bowl in 1970. Joe Theismann led the Irish in a shootout against the Texas Longhorns, but fell 21-17. Great job coming back after that four-year drought, guys. Matt, quiz time. Can you tell (laughs) me who... Has the most yards, total yards, in Cotton Bowl history. I'll give you a hint. It's a quarterback near and dear to our hearts. A quarterback near and dear to our hearts? Sort of. Shit. I saw this question. I thought for sure it was be a running back. Uh, Colt McCoy. No, sir. The one, the only, Johnny Football, Johnny Manziel, former Cleveland Brown, had 516 yards. Oh, Johnny. Oh, Johnny. What could have been? Could have been. To preview this year's Cotton Bowl, Evan and I took it to the 2009 version of NCAA football in our PlayStation 2 in our parents' basement. So now that we've uh, got the dust off that thing, I was finally able to kick your ass. Badgers over the Broncos in the preview game. 41-21, 41-21, although the 2009 version of the Broncos are not the <laughs> they are garbage. That was not fair at all. They're so bad. <laughs> uh, Evan, talk to us about the actual game. Where are you at on the Cotton Bowl? We've been talking a lot about this game off wax. We're obviously Big Ten homers, so kind of want Wisconsin to win. to be good for the conference, you know. It'd be great if we were, like, perfect. But we've also been hyping the Broncos like we're paid employees of the Western Athletic Department. Quick side note to the Western Michigan Athletic Department, if you want us to come on board and do a Broncos podcast for in. you, I'm all in. in. <laughs> we'll cover all your sports teams, you know, just got to give us a reasonable salary. Just an idea. But anyways, on to the game. Here are some. Here are three things that concern me as a die medium Broncos fan. <laughs> that's that's between die hard Michigan and die easy. You. I got you. you know, like I'll get you. Uh, so die medium Broncos fans should be concerned. One, because Wisconsin has the sixth ranked defense in the nation. They have the number two ranked 
rush defense. Now, the Broncos quarterback, Zach Terrell, has been doing the line share of his yards with his arm, racking up basically 3,300 yards and 32 TDs, but this will by far be the best defense they have faced. And can Wisconsin's defense get a little more aggressive knowing, you know, the Broncos don't have a good running game, so it's really going to be all on the QB's shoulders. We'll see. Number two, Wisconsin is the third best defense on third down this year. Interestingly, Western has the number two best offense on third down this year. Look for that specific matchup. I think whoever wins this battle might carry the day. And then number three, in the Wisconsin's rushing attack versus Western's rushing defense, the edge seems to favor Wisconsin. Corey Clement has averaged 4.9 yards a carry against top 25 teams. It's pretty, I mean, five yards a rush, that's mm-hmm. huge, including 7.8 in the Big Ten championship game. Now, Big Ten, or excuse me, now Penn State was able to hang on and kind of shut down Hornybrook, even, even though Clement ran all over them. I am concerned about the Broncos' ability to do that if he start, just starts going ham. All that said, Flack and his Broncos have been playing very smart football all year long. They still hold that number one turnover margin that we've been talking about all year, and Western starters are almost exclusively juniors and seniors. If they play like they like that, I think they'll win, if, especially if they can harass freshman Hornybrook for some turnovers. The over-unders at 54. I'd be going under, but I'm following my heart over here, taking the Broncos. Row that boat. So you did all your stats about Wisconsin, but you're going to pick. Yep. Western. Following my heart, you know? Jesus. Rebellions are built on hope. So... I don't, I don't disagree. I, again, if you want to going against a smart pick, we talked Citrus Bowl. I yep. went with LSU over Louisville. And it, part of my gut saying to pick Wisconsin, I just can't do it. Just can't. I, I just can't. can't do it. Uh, I really like both teams. <laughs> Agreed, Western's been one of the best stories of this college football season. And I said before, I'm a die-easy Wisconsin fan. For me, there's two big factors. One, I go back to what you said at the end, if you listed all those great Wisconsin stats. <laughs> Uh, is, is P.J. Fleck. The more I learn about him, the more I love him. I yeah. don't see him faltering on the big stage. If Fleck's coming out party already hasn't happened, I think it's going to happen January 2nd in Dallas. I think this is Boise State, Oklahoma, round two. Yeah. David takes Goliath. Yeah. Secondly, on a more serious statistical note, Wisconsin is the fourth most efficient defense in the country. That strong play from that defense is contingent on turnovers. The Badgers True. have 21 picks, and they're plus That's 11 in the turnover market. That's a lot. But Western doesn't turn the ball over. They're not going to give them the ball until the MAC championship game. Uh, Zach Ter- Terrell had to throw in just one interception, so they're not going to be given three. The- right, right. Yeah. So they're not going to be giving the ball to the Badgers. Yeah. So I think if you look at the Big Ten championship, how did Penn State win? Penn State QB Trace McSorley set a Big Ten title game record with 384 passing yards and four touchdowns. I think you look for Terrell. You look for receiver Corey Davis, one of the Top receivers in the country in terms of yards per game. Exploit the same secondary in the Cotton Bowl. Row the boat. Quickly before we go. Western, though, the line is plus nine. We put in money? Ooh. Uh, I don't know. <sighs> if Western loses, they're covered nine. I, you think? Here and now, think, I would take yeah. that bet. Yeah, yeah I would. Yes. Actually. Yeah, I agree. I agree. If anybody else wants to bet, I'd Hit take Western up. plus nine. Hit, Hit us up, up please. Twitter uh, account that we don't have. <laughs> this morning we talked a little bit about Big Ten. Do you just have a quick thought before we go? I, I'm worried about them having a big flop in the bowl games, including this Cotton Bowl. Yeah, it's kind of like I didn't really think about it until you pointed it out to me, and now that I like have thought about it more and more, I am like kind of nervous. But it's some tough matchups. Yeah, like this yeah. one, the USC game. We'll see. I think the Big Ten is going to come out over fifty percent, though. We'll see. 
We'll see. All righty, folks. That about does it for this preview of the Cotton Bowl. You can find us on iTunes. Please subscribe to our podcast. But more importantly, if you make a Facebook status about the pod to tell all your friends about this great info that you get, you can get an invite to the annual Resort Christmas Eve Eve party next year. (laughs) (laughs) So share us with your friends. Again, the game will be on January 2nd at 1 p.m. on ESPN. Good luck to both teams. Row the boat. But just remember, folks, don't pick him like my brother. Unless you're an Old Dominion fan, don't pick him like my okay, brother. Okay, okay. If it hadn't been for Cotton Eye Joe, I'd been married a long time ago. Where did you come from? Where did you go? Where did you come from? Cotton Eye Joe. Yeah, hopefully Westman can like that from the feet. Claire, fucking stop. Where did you come from? Where did you go? All right, starting over. Edit all that.